Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to another Arse Blog Arsecast right here on arseblog.oleole.com. It is the final Arsecast of the season. When you think about it, there's only one more game left and next Arsecast will be in the summer lull. So this is the final Arsecast of what has been the season that is made up of football games. Some of which we won and some we lost and some we drew. I, can't, I couldn't think of a good adjective to describe the season. W- one that hasn't been used countless times before in, in many various places, you realize. Uh, trying to be just a little bit different today, that's all. Anyway, uh, coming up on this show, we'll be looking ahead to the final game of the season against Stoke City. With me to discuss the various goings-on since the last Arscast will be Good Player from GoodPlayer.com. Sylvester is here. We've got Amari Bischoff, P.I., and some other stuff, too. Uh, the other, You know the way I say, and some other stuff, too, uh, every week, and there really is very rarely other stuff, apart from the stuff that I actually say. That's just to kind of cover my ass in case, of, um, in case I think of something in the middle of doing this and go, ah, that would be quite good or funny or whatever, but I never do. So I should stop saying that, and I apologize if you feel teased in any way. Uh, that there might be extra content that you might enjoy. Uh, beer of the week this week is um, it's called Lech, which is quite a good name for a beer, isn't it? You can imagine an old man, a dirty old man, drinking Lech, making him extra lechy, hanging around looking at young girls going, ee, like a dirty old Lech. Anyway, I presume it's some kind of uh, Eastern European beer. It was in the off-license on special offer, and who am I? To turn down a special offer. Nuh-uh. In these recessionary times, one must look to find special offers wherever one can get them. I did also have a big um, packet of hula hoops, which I haven't had for ages. I think the last time I had a packet of hula hoops, they fit on my fingers. And they certainly wouldn't do that now. And, well, definitely not. Uh, they're all gone, so I can't even experiment. And this being audio and not, not visual in any way, it would be a, a foolish thing to do. So here we are, uh, final Arse cast of the season, and, and since the last Arse cast, well, we, we witnessed Manchester United win the title, wasn't that something? It really was. It was a much better performance from us on, on Saturday against United, and a little bit of pride was restored after all the other goings-on, which we've covered in great detail. We might even have scored a goal. Fabregas hit the post. Um... And that was about it. I thought Van Persie might have done better with his header in the first half. But it wasn't to be. I was really praying, praying for a goal. I was actually praying for a Patrice Evra own goal. 
because Evra has now become my new, what's the word? Figure of hate, perhaps. That's three words, I know, but I'm trying to think of one word. I know there's one word that sums him up very well, but in the context of what I was speaking about. Because, you know, what he said, the whole men against babies thing, I didn't I didn't like that very much. And then after the Man United game, when, when Cesc went in and gave him a little bit of a kick, which I thought was good, I enjoyed that, because I think I think that's only fair. I think if you're a footballer that slags off a load of other footballers before you play them again within a very short period of time, then you're asking to be kicked. I think it's only right and proper that somebody kicks you. And Cesc did it, and... Uh, Nasri did it. Adi Bayor, had he been playing, probably would have done it too. But uh, given the season he's had, he he would have missed. Uh, but anyway, he yeah, I was hoping he would score an own goal, or that someone would kick the ball ridiculously hard into his face, break his nose, and it would go in underneath Van der Sar's legs or something like that, leaving him a bloody mess on the floor, holding his face, his broken nose, ruling him out of the Champions League final, and uh, United having to wait another week at least. Uh, to secure the league, which they would have done anyway, I'm sure, against Hull. But it wasn't to be, and literally, within milliseconds of the final whistle going, the TV was off in my house. I read some good reports about how we were very sporting, uh, and our players were very sporting, uh, after the final whistle with the Manchester United players, and, I, you know, fair play to them. Fair play to them. <clears throat> I don't want to watch it, though, because it involves watching them being happy. And that's no good. It's like watching Teddy Sheringham win the lottery. Could you imagine watching something like that? Or imagine if Teddy Sheringham had a reality TV program and they told him he was terminally ill, which would make for fantastic television, and then the next week you see the joy and relief and and happiness on his face as the doctors told him they had misdiagnosed him and there was nothing wrong with him at all. Could you imagine? Who wants to watch that? Nobody. That's that's who. Nobody. So our uh, final or penultimate game of the season, uh, a nil-nil draw, some pride restored, but, you know, it's a game best forgotten, I think. All the other interesting stuff uh, that happened um, involved Arsene Wenger and, of course, Emmanuel Adebayor, who didn't even make the squad for the uh, for the Manchester United game because of, I think... The interview that he gave to Football Focus, which was broadcast, I don't know, just a few minutes before the Manchester United game. And uh, he wasn't in the squad. Arsene Wenger said he had an injury. I'm not sure I believe that. And, and uh, yeah, well, there you are. We'll, we'll talk about uh, Adi Bayor with, with good player. And, of course, talk about uh, all the Arsene Wenger Madrid stuff uh, with good player, too. The main story of the week, though, had to be the shocking and uh, rather distressing news that Amari Bischoff, P.I., might leave the club. Brought in from somewhere, having played approximately zero football. We all had terribly high hopes for this young man. He was to be our next Bergkamp, and Pires rolled into one. Pierkamp, we were going to call him. But now he feels he should go elsewhere, because Carlos Quiroz, or Quiroz, or whatever the hell his name is, told him he could play for the Portuguese national side. What a pleasure that would be. You get to play alongside Deco and Cristiano Ronaldo. Who wouldn't want that? So it's with heavy heart that we bade farewell to Amari Bischoff, P.I. 
We shall never see his like again. A moment's silence, please, for Amari Bischoff, P.I. Oh, pardon. I think that should probably cover that. Okay, uh, now, to talk about uh, all the stuff that's gone on, uh, Arsene Wenger and Real Madrid and Adi Bayor and um, various other bits and pieces, uh, we welcome Good Player from goodplayer.com. Hi there. Hi there. Arsene Wenger, we have to start there this week. Obviously, there was uh, a lot of talk, a lot of newspaper stories, a lot of speculation after the uh, tempestuous shareholders Q&A meeting last week. Uh, he made some comments on French television about Real Madrid being interesting, and this began a snowball effect, I think. Uh, do you think it was a case that uh, he was just uh, firing a shot across the board, or was it you know, just the press taking advantage of what is a, a, a relatively difficult situation at Arsenal at the moment and making the most of it? Um, I don't know. I suspect most people don't know. Even Arsene Wenger may not know. Um, he may have come out with it then realised what he said and thought, well, what, do I clarify it? Do I not? Who knows, really? Um, I think in football journalism, you you rarely take comments like that and decide, oh, actually, let's let's not do anything with them. Equally, you could you could have interpreted as him suggesting that Alex Ferguson was going, interested in going over and managing Real Madrid because he said every coach would be interested. Mm. We we just don't know, really. The effect that it's had, I think, is has been interesting because uh, there have been. Some disgruntled voices this season. We know that. We know that the uh, the team hasn't won a trophy for four years. We know all that. And there are people that think maybe he's taken the club as far as he can. But at the same time, there are those uh, who might have been erring on the side of negativity who, who have considered the possibility of Arsene Wenger leaving and, and don't like it very much. No, it's a bit like it's a bit like bickering with your partner for ages and then someone turns around and says... You know, well, why don't you two split up then? And you turn around and go, we can't do that. We love each other. Mm. And, uh, you know, it feels a little bit like that in a way. Um, I think there is disgruntlement. There are, there are a lot of people who are not happy with how it's going, but they're not calling for Wenger's head. But the thing is, they, they're the silent uh, majority, if you like. Um, you hear the very loud voices, whether it be on the internet or at the games. Um, you know, people people who, who get most irate. But I saw one thing in the newspaper that Wenger was shaken when when some guy called out as a game sometime this season, sacked the manager. Well, you know, there have been you know, 30 home games in all competitions, 60,000 fans at each, um, something like 1.8 million people or something. If one guy shouldn't mm. sack the manager, I wouldn't take too much notice <laughs> of it, really. Um, you know, so it's, it's difficult sometimes to get a, a true gauge of, of what opinion is. Yeah, the uh, good line in the paper, I think, was, you know, the, the problem with the silent majority is that they're silent. And yeah. the uh, the negative voices are the ones that you, you hear most often. And, um, you know, it's it happens on our blog, and I'm sure it happens on your side as well, that when, when there's a terrible result or a bad result or something negative is happening, the hits on the site go up. Whereas if uh, if we win a game comfortably, people are just happy to, you know, go about their business and, and not engage in any way. Yeah, and, and also... And also, you know, nitpick if you like. Um, it's as human beings, it's not. You know, you don't you don't really watch Arsenal and go, "This is all perfect." I think even in the Invincibles season, um, we'd sit there and we'd look at things. And I remember, I remember 
for I, I, I even think I remember someone saying that for a team of invincibles they weren't that good. <laughs> and if they were, if they were other invincibles teams, they would have been better. You know, it's, <laughs> you get bizarre things like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that um, if you go back through the archives and Arsblog, I'm not sure if the old comments are working, but I'm sure that during that season people were complaining, and I, I'm pretty sure I remember it, that people were complaining we draw too many games. Yeah. Uh, I've I've strong uh, memories of that, so um, I don't know. The other one thing I was I was just looking back at old stuff, and and maybe um, it puts a little bit of uh, things at the moment in perspective. In that um, we did go three years without a trophy before under Arsene Wenger from '98 to 2001, and obviously it happened at the start of his reign. But I was just looking in in '98, um, we uh, or '99 rather, we we lost that semi final um, to Manchester United. Bergkamp missed that penalty, and then. We lost the league. I think it was Leeds, was it? That that goal by Hasselbank when yeah. Vivas made the mistake. And then in 2000, we lost the UEFA Cup final. Uh, went out of the FA Cup in the fourth round to Leicester. In 2001, we lost the FA Cup final again. So, I mean, we, uh, that those were hard times as well. And and I think it's probably because it was at the start of his, his reign that we were a bit more, not forgiving, but understanding of, of time without trophies. Whereas you look at the, what we've done now, we've got to the Champions League final, Carling Cup final, uh, Champions League semi-finals, which he never ever did with the, with the Invincibles, who draw too many games. No, I mean, exactly. But I also think we forget about those three seasons. That, that one, we forget that at the time things weren't great there. And if you, what's interesting is if you look at the 98-99 season, we finished a point off Man U. We got 77 points or something, they got 78 um, then if you look at the two following years that we've talked about, we finished miles behind them. I mean, mm. we finished an absolute country mile behind them. And the amazing thing was that then Wenger brought in five players in the summer of 2001. Uh, actually, only one of them made any significant impact that mm. season, Sol Campbell. Um, and we went and won the double fantastically. Now, this is why I think, my opinion is, he does not get enough credit for last season. People say the argument that you know it's been four years of continual decline is frankly rubbish. It's flawed because last season we came, we got 83 points. We came four points off winning the title. We were absolutely brilliant for a while. We were five points clear and deservedly so. And people say we overachieved again, utter rubbish. And so that for that that argument just doesn't hold sway in my opinion. He he had two years where the Invincibles kind of died. You know, we had 2004-05 where we won a trophy at least. Then 05-06 where they, they really died. That was the end of them. 06-07 to try and get something going. 07-08 he really did. And I thought last season we were very unlucky. And even after we screwed up those four draws, I think things bounced in our way at Old Trafford. It, I think it was Drogba was ruled onside when he should have been off at Stamford Bridge. You know, we still could have done it. And what's annoying is that this season we've gone backwards. But the narrative that it's been four years of permanent decline is it just ignores the facts, mm. frankly. Um, the, the disappointment is that after such a good season last year, um, he, you know, we had three, we had these all these players leave in the summer and not be replaced. And, mm. And what's happened this year was sadly so predictable, and that's what that's what makes it very disappointing. Well, I think that could be the source of a lot of the frustration as well. That having seen us get to where we got to last season, to go backwards again this season for reasons that were as plain as day to most of us. I think that's probably what's what's most frustrating. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll go on to Emmanuel Adibayor, who uh, wasn't in the squad last weekend against Manchester United. I suspect that the B, uh, the the club found out uh, what was in the BBC Football Focus interview, which I think most people have seen, in which he. 
uh, spoke about the disenchantment um, he has with the fans and, and sort of pointed the finger at Arsenal fans a bit for his poor form and also the poor, the poor form of other players throughout the season. Um, and it was a rather unusual interview, you have to say. It was unusual. At least it was candid, which makes a change for footballers. <laughs> you know, not shackled by the PRs and the press officers the whole time. Um, I think he's wrong. Um, the reason I think he's wrong is that um, the vast majority of the fans who went to, who go to the games, and I've been to all but one home game this season, um, were annoyed with what happened last summer. But we'd seen it before with Vieira and Henri, and basically you take, this, you take the principle, well, do the business on the pitch, and I will be forgiven in a couple of months. And unfortunately, Adebayor never did that. Not only did he not do the business, but he didn't try hard enough. Now, if he's, he has a tiny, tiny point in that some of the abuse that he's taken this season has been, frankly, shocking. From a tiny minority, but a, a very, very loud, very, very loud tiny minority who shout at the top of their voices, just shout at the players' abuse, you know, particularly Adebayor. And, and I think, and that's terrible, and I think they were wrong to do that, and they wanted him to fail. But he shouldn't, he shouldn't have let them win. Um, as for doing Fabregas and Van Persie, I don't know what he's on about there. That, that's just not true. Equally, that said, there has been a lot less chanting of players' names, individual players' names this season that compared to previous seasons, compared to last season, certainly. Mm-hmm. And, that's, um, and that does speak, I suppose, of a, of a slight disenchantment. And I think it can be a funny crowd. It can be a funny crowd, Arsenal. You know, and it's hard to explain sometimes, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, you know, I think he, he was wrong essentially. Does he have a future at the club? Do you think, or has has the has the chasm between player and fan grown so big that um, it's irreparable now? Well, probably, but ultimately, actually, it's probably in one sense it's not because what's he done? He's he hasn't played well this season. He hasn't really tried hard enough. The things he said, I, I don't think they're that disrespectful. I, you know. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I can live with it. It's his opinion. I think he's wrong. If he, I think he will leave. But where he to stay and where he to start running around like mad again and doing what Adebayo of last season did, um, I think everyone would be pretty happy. We're a pretty simple bunch of football fans, really. You know, um, we're, we're we're kind of a, we're not. You know, if you if you want to go into making a moral philosophical judgment, don't go to football. Frankly, if you know, if they haven't killed anyone and they start running around wearing an Arsenal shirt and trying hard, I'll, I'll probably support them. Isn't it true, though? But like you say, there's that 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 group that maybe want him to fail. That after this and after everything that went the previous summer, that you know, if there is one or two or three games or four or five games, God forbid, that he goes without scoring, then it becomes 
you know, a huge thing which, which engenders sort of negativity around the team, which maybe we could do without. It does, but you can go without scoring for a few games and you can go without trying for a few games. Mm. Um, and there's a big difference. And I, don't, I just don't think he's tried. And I, I've spoken to people, not just... You know, I've spoken to so many people of different ages, some who've been watching Arsenal for years and years and years and years and years, longer than I've been alive, and they say he's just not trying. And, and you can tell, and everyone's saying it. And, you know, I, the thing is, if you try, you'll score goals as well, mm. particularly a player like him, you know, that's what his game's his game's not based on precision perfect perfection, you know, like Henri's was tiny uh, tiny margins here or there, a curled shot from thirty yards. His is on taking a chance, closing people down. If you do that you'll get you'll get the old goals. He's never had a problem scoring goals when his head's been up, put it that way. I'll put you on the spot though. Do you think he's gonna be with us next season or not? No. No, well, me neither, I have to say. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens on Sunday. Obviously, we've got the game against Stoke, and you want, I think, a, a good performance and a good win. Stoke really don't have anything to play for. They've probably achieved everything they had hoped they would achieve this season by just staying up, uh, and credit to them for that. Uh, but, I mean, a good win and uh, a goodbye, uh, farewell, we should say, for, for the summer to the fans, a positive uh, finish to this season is, I think, is it's important. It's not the end of the world if it doesn't happen, but I think it is important. I think it is important. I think people want a positive finish. I think the sounds, you know, this march, etc., in support of Wenger. We'll have to see how big that is. Um, but you know, I think people want a positive finish. There, there are reasons to be positive. There are reasons to be disappointed at this season, of course. But there's there's a lot more right with our squad than there is wrong with it. Um, I think that's I think that's what I'd say, and you know, and I think if Finger buys well this summer, you know, we've got a great chance next season. It's a very short summer, interestingly. It's twelve weeks from uh, from next uh, from well from Saturday, so from tomorrow um, up until um, up until the, the kickoff. And last week, last year, it was fourteen weeks. So things are going to come things are going to come along very very quickly, actually. Mm, well, we did have uh, Euro two thousand and eight to keep us mildly occupied. This time, it's just transfer rumours all the way. Um, good player. We better leave it there, and we'll chat to you during the summer. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much to Good Player from GoodPlayer.com, and don't forget to check out his blog. Still to come, we'll be looking ahead to the Stoke game this weekend. Some team news uh, with that as well. Uh, Sylvester's here. Uh, we might talk about the new kit very briefly and other stuff too. Yeah, see, there I go again talking about other stuff too when there is no other stuff. I really have to get a handle on this. I have to stop. I'm like a, like a junkie for other stuff that doesn't even exist. Can you be addicted to something that doesn't exist? That's a good question. Uh, it's actually hurting my brain while I think about it. So while the other stuff that uh, is not to come doesn't come, uh, you'll have to make do with this. When the kid walked into the office, I knew something was up. He stood there with a look on his face like a politician that's been caught claiming expenses for his Brazilian. Whether that's a wax or an 18-year-old boy that he keeps in an apartment in Rio de Janeiro, that's for you to decide. What's up, kid, I said. I don't know how to say this to you, he said. Well, just come out and say it. I'm leaving, he said. You're leaving, I said, after everything I did for you? Nobody wanted you. You were nothing. You were down on your luck living on the streets. I took you in. I gave you a job, an apprenticeship, and you want to leave? Yeah, look, you taught me a lot. I appreciate that, he said, but I got big plans. Oh, you got big plans, do you? I said, yeah, he said. 
this ain't so difficult. There's no big trick to being a private investigator. I can go out and be a dick all on my own. In fact, I'm gonna be a bigger dick than you ever were. You know what, kid? I said, you're probably right. And who knows if a Mary Bischoff P.I. will ever be seen again. It remains to be seen. We got our first glimpses of the new Away kit. Uh, this week, first proper full-on glimpses, players in the shirts, pictures on com. Some of them were good because they were the players actually posed for pictures. Uh, the other pictures were, were the new kit superimposed on top of players uh, in the old kit, if you get what I mean. Which didn't look so so good. Uh, me, I don't like it. It's blue. And I have got a problem with blue kits. As I explained on the blog, I just don't like them. They're just not very Arsenal-like. And I'm not sure why we've got a new away kit this season. Because I know it was the 20th anniversary kit and what have you this season. But it's such a good kit. Could we not keep it for another year? It's like the 2003-2004 the away kit that the Invincibles wore. That was some kit. Classic Arsenal. Yellow. A collar. With blue. Yellow and blue. Arsenal. Away. But blue and blue is not Arsenal away. It's Everton or Chelsea or Birmingham or some horrible people. Name me a good team that plays in blue. It doesn't happen. Maybe if you're Italian, you might argue with me on this one. Or French, indeed. But... From an Arsenal perspective, blue is not my favourite colour. And the pinstripes. What's that about? It's like a seventy nine ninety nine suit from Michael Guineys. And I know many of you listening now are going, what the fuck is Michael Guineys? Well, it's the, the kind of place in Dublin where you can buy a suit for seventy nine ninety nine. Stretch proof. Polyester and pinstripes and, and what have you. And of course the name. It's midnight blue. Oh, so it's just fucking shit blue. Midnight blue, please. We already covered this on the blog, why that's not a good idea. Midnight blue. However, there's nothing we can do about it now. Um, we'll, we'll be in that kit next season, and, and maybe next season is the season to break the habit of a lifetime by actually winning something wearing a blue kit. Because we've never done it before. Has to happen sometime, I suppose. Maybe that's the cunning thinking behind it. They're getting the law of averages on our side for next season. Aha, I see what they're doing now. We've been so long without a trophy that eventually we have to win a trophy wearing blue. So they made us... I'm really um, stretching it here a bit, aren't I? It's not happening, is it? No. Anyway, not my favorite kit in the world, but uh, I'm sure many other people will like it. Reaction has been mixed, I have to say. There are people who really, really do like it. They are people who wear 79.99 suits from Michael Guyanese, of course, but that's neither here nor there. Hello, everyone. It's me again, Sylvester. Oh, it has been a 
Today's a week at Arsenal with everything that's gone on. Arsene Wenger, Real Madrid and the shareholders meeting. The day after the meeting, Arsene, he called me into his office and he said, Don't pay any attention to what those people say about you. I have faith in you. I believe in you and your funky ways. I said, what did they say? He said they called you geriatric. I said, Arsene, don't worry your pretty little face about it. My name is not Jerry and I've never scored an hat-trick. <laughs> oh, baby! So we've made it all the way through another season. The final game takes place on Sunday. We can't go up in the table. We can't go down in the table. We are where we are. Stoke are where they are. They may be able to go up or down a bit. I don't really know. And they'll be relatively happy. Well, I don't think they'll be relatively happy. They'll be very, very happy with the season that they had. I think most people would have put some money on them to go down. They beat us. They've beaten plenty of people along the way, and um, fair play to them. I don't really have any problem at all with Stoke staying up. Uh, they may not be my favorite team in the world, but but there are other teams in this league that I would much prefer to see go down. Sadly, Blackburn won't be one of them, and Sam Allardyce won't be playing his trade in the championship. But ideally, on the final day of the season, what I would like to see is this. On the final day of the season, uh, all in the last two or three minutes, of course, Newcastle think they're safe, then Hull score or something, and they think they're safe. But in the final couple of minutes, Jeremy Aliadier. There has to be a use for this boy, right? We, we have endured Aliadier for I don't know how many years, 10 or 11 years. He didn't score for us, and then he scored against us. So there's got to be some purpose, some higher purpose to Jeremy Aliadier other than being injured all the time for Arsenal and then scoring against us when he when he transfers to another team. Because that's just not right. So uh, his purpose in life must be to relegate both Hull and Newcastle. In the final couple of minutes, he scores a goal or two goals even to make Mid- Middlesbrough win and United beat Hull and Newcastle lose to whoever they're playing and, and both Shearer and Phil Brown go down. And to me, that would be that would be the ideal end to the season at the bottom half of the table. From our point of view, obviously, you want a good win. You want uh, things to, uh, as we said earlier, we're a good player. You want things to go off on a on a positive note. You don't want the bad feeling that's um, uh, been too apparent uh, at times this season to to fester over the summer. You want them to win, play well, uh, everybody goes around, has a bit of a clap, the players clap the fans, the fans clap the players. We haven't won a trophy, but, you know, that makes it um, more common as an Arsenal season than a season in which we win a trophy. So we should be used to this by now. It's not nice and nobody likes it and nobody really enjoys it that much, but it is what it is. You can't win something every year. And we haven't ever been a club that wins something every single year. So um, all we can do is learn the lessons from this season, hopefully bring in the kind of players uh, that will make things better next season. But on Sunday, you just want things to go well between the fans and the players and and for them to do their little uh, lap of uh, not honour, because there's not a great deal of honour to it. I don't think that's the right word, but you know what I'm talking about. They'll they'll say their thanks to the fans and and what have you. So I I do hope that happens on Sunday. I hope um, everybody... Uh, given the day that's in it, I mean, we we hear about all these um, 
songs of support for Arsene Wenger. I don't see any problem with that. And I'm not sure about this March thing. It seems a little um, over the top, rather, to me. I mean, if people want to march, they want to... Fine, but it just seems a bit OTT, in a way. Nobody was killed, or nobody died, or nobody threatened to do anything, really. You know, we just had a shit season. So sing songs and, and what have you, but... Fucking marches? I don't know. It's a bit Spanish, you see. When I was living in Spain, they used to march for everything. The weather wasn't good enough. They'd be out in the fucking middle of uh, uh, Via Leitana, going down, fucking banging their drums, doom, 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 looking for justice for I don't know what. Always. Trade unions were always doing it as well. We are the workers of Mercadona, a supermarket chain. Doom, doom, they've asked us to work four extra minutes this week. We shan't do it. Doom, 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 doom. And you've got 25 people marching down one of the biggest roads in Barcelona, holding up all the traffic with a police escort and everything. So it just kind of reminds me of that a little bit. But if you're involved, happy marching to you. I think singing songs for the manager in the stadium, fantastic. No problem. And sing songs for the team and for the players and, and everything else. Uh, of course, if we're two or three nil down, after Rory Delap chucking in three uh, unstoppable throw-ins slash crosses. Might be a, a slightly different atmosphere, but uh, fingers crossed that won't happen. Right, uh, well, uh, that's about it then. So thank you for being with the Arsecast all season long. Uh, I appreciate all your comments and emails and downloads and listening and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll talk to you next season. I'm joking. No, we'll be back probably next week. But during the summer, the Arsecast may be somewhat intermittent because, uh, as you know, there is uh, a dearth of information at times during the summer. And while I've always endeavoured to bring you an Arsecast, I think from time to time, if there is no call for an Arsecast, there shall be no Arsecast. But anyway, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff to be talking about next week. Um, well, I say that now, but maybe I'm premature. Maybe there won't be an Arsecast next week. I'm not promising anything. But there may be. Or there may not. That's as much as I can promise. It's a 50-50 chance. But anyway, thank you for listening all this season. Um, hopefully, this time next year, we're celebrating a bit more than we are now. Uh, so until the next cast, whenever that might be, talk to you then. And of course, uh, all weekend, all week, all next week, all the week after, and all summer on the blog. Have a good one. Cheers. Mr. Hillwood, yeah. David O'Leary here. Uh, yeah, yeah, 
Fine, thanks very much, and uh, I hope the same is true of your family, as we say. Anyway, yeah, uh, just ringing, just to touch base, as it were, and uh, just to remind you, of course, that uh, I'm around, and uh, if, for example, uh, Arson decided, as I say, to one day give up the managerial position at Arsenal, uh, because he's driven out by the fans who expect too much, or, or by blog sites, as I say, that, that write terrible things about him, or, or the lure, as I say, of, of Madrid is too much for him, then you might, you know, as I say, consider me uh, for the job manager. You know, I've played, as I say, more games for Arsenal than, than anybody else. I know the club very well. I spent many great happy years there. I grew up there alongside great players like Liam Brady and Frank, as I say, Stapleton, and, you know, it would be a great honour uh, for me, and if the opportunity, as I say, came up to manage Arsenal uh, in the future, I'd be uh, more than happy to, to do that, as I say. Hello? Hello? Oh. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.